familiar story of the two lost sons who squandered their souls in distant countries of their own choosing, just as we often do. One lived a lifestyle unfettered by freedom, a freedom with no anchor in his inner self. And the other played the part of a duty-bound goody-two-shoes, which was a marvelous interpretation, Mike, thank you. He was resentful of the other's false freedom. One son came home to himself while the other is still wandering. In Matthew's story, Jesus gives us a compass to find a different country where we can come home to our deepest selves through a rhythm of solitude and action and solitude and action. And so to the younger son. He squanders his soul by escaping not only to a geographically distant country, but also to that distant country outside of his true self. He has pulled up his anchors from his family and his whole culture, really, in search of a freedom that ultimately eludes him. However, however, eventually, when circumstances strip him naked, literally and spiritually, he stops and he takes stock. And it is in that stopping that he takes himself into the distant country inside of himself where he is clothed in humility. At home here, he can now go there back to his family where he's ultimately rejected by his brother. His brother, who's been meanwhile squandering his soul in his own distant country of rigid rules and jealousy. He seeks to be rewarded for his loyalty and his attention to the unrelenting details of managing an estate while missing just about everything that's going around, going, going on within those dearest to him. The parable leaves him stranded in that country and we find ourselves wishing for him the grace to stop, to come to that place in himself where God can work wonders. And I invite us now to go with Matthew and to watch the rhythm that Jesus has and to feel the rhythm of his living. After his cousin John is beheaded, he seeks out a deserted place to be alone, which allows him his solitude to enter that place within himself, to grieve and perhaps to reflect on the implications 
that John's beheading has for him, yeah, I would be, whoa. I would be saying, I wonder if I really want to go ahead with this ministry, seeing what happened to John. So I would have had to have some time to go over it in peace and quiet. Instead, he immediate, instead of immediately escaping into activity, he does go within. Then, in the natural rhythm of his life, he heals and feeds the multitude. He gets right back into activity, bolstered by what he needs to do that. We have to ask where he gets this power. And that takes me to the healing of the woman with a hemorrhage. And that's where, for myself, I find the answer to that question, where does he get the power? She'd been bleeding for 12 years, on and off, and had been ostracized from society all that time. And she sees him in the crowd. And she says, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she touches him, and Jesus says, someone touched me. Power has gone out of me. Power has gone out of me. That doesn't just happen by magic. In his quieter moments, where he chooses some solitude for reflection and prayer to return to his father, he's got to look at what patriarchy did to that woman. Attitudes about women and their blood kept her ostracized for 12 years, and the human Jesus would have had to come to grips with that and to learn what to do about that. And in the solitude, compassion was born. So he got his power from that relationship with his father. By developing this rhythm of Jesus, we too can come home to our power to heal one another. Remember in our scripture today that after Jesus healed and fed the people, it says he went up to the mountain to pray, remaining there alone all night. And meanwhile, the father of these lost sons is peering into the horizon, waiting and looking. He's there. No, maybe there. I see him there. Like a mother bird waiting for her fledgling to return from the first flight. Always there. And our God waits for us that way too. May we have the courage to go away and may we have the courage to come home. Amen.
We have been made in the image of our generous God. May we respond fully and freely with hearts and lives given to God.